You're listening to another episode of Our Journey with Melanie and Chris. Welcome back to our story. Here we are. This is a special one because I am actually in Phoenix right now and Chris is in Utah. So we're figuring how to do this podcast out so we can still update the world. This is when you say yes. Nailed it. We nailed it. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Anyway, so, um, babe, what are some things that have happened in the last couple of weeks for you personally? Like they could be personal highs, personal lows, business highs, business lows. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's been a pretty just regular couple of weeks, you know, I don't feel like anything wild's happened. I know somebody reached out to me, um, that, has sent me clients in the past and they just knew somebody that needed help. Um, and they known somebody that I helped in the past with a similar situation. And so they called me. So that's always fun and exciting, you know, to reconnect with somebody that trusts and believes in you and then wants to refer you to people. Um, it's awesome just to take time to help somebody out and move past a, a situation that is not a great one to be in. Yeah, that's cool. Is that, well, I guess we don't want to say names on here, so never mind. <laughs> That's the reason I didn't say the name. I just left it a little we'll bit. talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, something I know that changed so for talked, me. So I talked to her. So, oh. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought you were done. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, it. I, I just talked to the person on Monday, so it was really good. Good. Um, is that, do you think you'll, are you going to have her as a client? I think so. She, she she explored that at the end of the call, and then I just said, "Let's reconnect next week" because we had already been on the phone for a while. Yeah. And I wanted to just kind of process and see how much work. I, I think a good test for anybody is always to say, "Here's some things to work on," or "Here's like a thing to work on," and then revisit with them and see where they are. Because one thing I've learned is you can get a lot of clients, but that doesn't mean you have a lot of clients that want to do the work. And I realized that I don't want a lot of clients. I want a lot of clients that do the work. And so she seems like she is engaged and she wants to do the work, but we'll see uh, where that's at. That's awesome. Something I also admire about how you do your business is you almost give people a test run before you actually take them on as a client because you want to make sure that you're a good mesh for them. And I've seen the opposite where someone who might be more greedy for the money or more greedy for the reputation of having a lot of people that they, they coach or they work with or whatever, but you always figure out like, Hey, let's find out if this works. And you take the time to make sure they feel that there is a mesh because you're not there to screw anyone over. You are, you do help. Like you're there to help and put your foot into it. Thanks. I appreciate it. I mean, I think, I think any good business owner knows it's always first good to give before you get so i think that's a good principle is if you can already serve somebody um obviously you you do want to test the water and see if you guys are a good fit or you know you can serve the person or if you want to serve the person um if not you can refer them out or at least you can understand where they're at so you can help refer them to somebody that would benefit them um i think those are always good principles to have and i also feel like sometimes all you need is one coaching session you know like hey let's take 20, 30 minutes, an hour, if that's what we need and see where you're at and see if we, if we rock together, if not, you know, maybe it's just, you just need a, maybe it's just a little tune up like a car and then you can be off on your way onto your success. So 
That's cool. Do you feel like you did that with me when we were dating? Did you like give and then you gained me? What does that mean? <laughs> like apply the same thing that you're talking about, but with relationships, because you, you do kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to give a little bit. I'll pay for the day. And it's kind of the same game in relationships, right? Do you see that at all? Or is that just me? No, no, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I also think like if you think if you thought think about it, we went on our first date. You decided to throw your phone out of your pocket onto the ground and that smash it to some of the rings. For everyone I listening, false, false. That is not how it happened. What happened? We went to this really cool light show type thing, and they had these like janky state fair rides in the back. So I was like, "Oh yeah, let's go on a ride." And I put my phone in a pocket, thinking even if it falls out of my pocket, it'll be on the ground. It'll be totally fine. Turns out it fell to its ultimate death and obliterated. So there's the truth. Yeah. And I think just that obviously gave me the opportunity besides paying for that stuff that night is like to serve you by time. Like I came and got your phone and went to a shop and saw if we could the get it fixed. Morning. Yeah. The next morning. Right. And I, and we couldn't fix it obviously at the end of the day, but I still took it up to the shop, brought it back, told you what happened. Um, I mean, then, you know, you decided to lose your keys um, so I got an opportunity. Listen, to I did not decide. Rides. This is how our, this is no, how no, our relationship no. works no, from no. the beginning. Loses her keys about every week, so it gives me an opportunity to serve a lot. That is not true. My mom and I, like, we both said, you know, I call it the weekend of hell. And my mom said, like, Melanie, this is really her, like, her worst. Like, this never happens. But the weekend that I, like, you and I went on a date, not when we met, but when we went on that first date. That was a terrible week of like, I lost my keys. Someone yelled at me. Like I worked a customer service job. So someone yelled at me at work and I cried and it was a tough week and all these things kept happening. So it was then not a choice. To, she was coming up to visit me and she got lost and I had to come back and drive down the freeway looking for her down the roads. And, and I was just crying. Cause at that point I was just done. I was topped off with, I can't go see this boy that I like to comfort me and hold me. And I can't find his house that he's like dog sitting at. And it was raining. Boy, I'm all man lady. Boy. <laughs> no, but that's when we had our first kiss. That was good. So I think, you know, any good relationship, you always want to serve the other person. I think you yeah. always, you always better be giving before you want to get something. And I don't mean it's like, a 50 50 thing but if you're not willing to give in a relationship it's going to be really short-lived or a really bad one yeah and and again business is no different that's what you're building as a relationship yeah. like you don't you don't never meet somebody and then say like hey by the way never met you you have no idea but let me charge you some money for sure i think <laughs> just in a different perspective for anyone listening if I were to, like, if, if I were a client of Chris, Chris would be a millionaire because he has helped me out so much. And I would like throw my money at him because you've helped me out a ton for free. Because we're husband and wife. Yeah. <laughs> I pay for it. What are you talking about? No, just... <laughs> uh, that's funny. So anyways, that was a big highlight from the week was just uh, helping that person and being able to be in a position, you know, just, it makes you think back and go like, what did I go through? Like what, what happened? You know, most people say, Oh, this happened to me. I just got a text from somebody and they said like, I can't believe this person did this to me. And I, and I, I'm going to return the text and say, or did they do it for you? Uh, because, you know, if I can look at all the things in my past and go, well, this happened to me, then I'm a victim. But if it happened for me, it put me in a position to learn what I need to learn so I can help somebody like this, you know? 
And so it makes you grateful. Uh, it makes me grateful for where I'm at and what I've gone through and what I've learned. I love that. That's good. I'm learning a lot about that right now in Phoenix, just talking to my family. We're all working on being a little bit more open with each other and with our relationships. And it's, it's been really good feedback and eye-opening in many ways. I've really enjoyed it. Huh? What, get from it? what am I getting from it? Oh, I'm getting like relationship with you and how, how you and I communicate and how you and I, I was telling my mom today that we are, like I've told you, we've gotten a couple of people saying, you and Chris, I find you guys so interesting or your relationship is so interesting. And I've never asked why, but my assumption is they see the way that we work, that we're very interdependent. And maybe there's sometimes where we, we get a little codependent on each other, but you and I are individuals together and we challenge each other. We are not just a couple that's like, la vida, I love you for everything you are, even if you make a mistake, like you will hold me to what I say. And it makes us like frustrate each other sometimes. And that might, to the outside eye, look very odd because that's not very, I don't, I don't think that's very typical. Do you think many people in, like you have a lot of friends who are married too. Do you feel like they have relationships where they're like very similar like you and I are and they hold each other accountable as much as we do? Yeah, no. So I have one story that I want to share about this just recently that we had, if it's okay. Yeah. And uh, then the other thing I want to say is, no, most people don't do that. That's when I tell most people you're an abusive relationship. Like when you say you want to become something and the other person does not support you and help you stay accountable to that, that's just abuse. Then they're just letting, that's not love. People think that's love. And to me, like you letting somebody like eat, overeat, you know, not do that workout, not make the phone call. Like those are the things, not have a hard conversation with the person that they care about. Like when we're not willing to do that, that's not love. That's not love at all. That's me caring more about my comfortability because these conversations are hard to have, but it's like, I can care about my comfortability more and say like, oh, I'm not going to say that to my wife, even though she wanted to commit to that. Or I can choose, hey, I love her and I'm okay with feeling uncomfortable and I'm okay with her feeling uncomfortable or maybe even upset at me for a minute. But if at the end, when she turns back around, and says like, wow, I feel amazing because you helped me stay accountable and encouraged me to do that. That's, that's real love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll use the example of we were going to go running the other night. Well, we I was going to go running the other night. <laughs> and so I, and I turned to you and you said, I'm committing to running like every other day. And I, and I said like, okay, today's Monday. Have you ran today? You're like, no. I was like, did you run on Sunday? You're like, no. I said, did you run on Saturday? You're like, no. And I think it was like Friday, the last time you ran or Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you said you're committed to running every other day and you can choose to stay here or you can choose to go running with me and we can do it for 20 or 30 minutes and come back and you'll, you know, you feel good. Totally up to you. But you said you were committed to doing this and becoming that person. And if you are, then let's go do it. And do you want to tell them what you like stop me? Like, oh, I rolled my eyes and I had an attitude and you said, I don't care if you have an attitude. You told me to keep you accountable or I'm going to keep you accountable. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah, I don't care if you're upset. Like you can be upset at me. I don't have, I'd rather have you be upset with me for a while and you feel good about yourself and about the shape and how you look and how you feel about yourself. than have you be like, oh, I love you. And we just sat at home and ate donuts, but I feel so bad about myself tomorrow. Like, yeah. cool. I'll, I'll take that because I love you. But I'm saying when we went, we're running in the park, 
I came by and I slapped, you were like, give me a high five. And then you said, yeah, I just want to say thank you for encouraging me to go running. I feel so much better than have I like not gone running. And yeah. I just, that just reinforces to me, get used to the person you love, not always liking you. But if you help the person that you love become the person they want to be, they'll always love you. They may not like you at times. And there's a big difference. And yeah. people think like, I, I just, this is uncomfortable. I want her to, I want her or him to like me. And they like don't fully hold accepted. each other accountable. Mm -hmm. so. And I think, I don't know, I bet a lot of people would probably fight at that and say, well, you only love someone if you accept them 100%. And although that's true, if they're not 100% themselves and doing what they feel good, like their cup isn't full, then you're just feeding into a toxic cup. You're poisoning the water when you're both just like, oh, yeah, well, you didn't do it. Good job. Let's let's celebrate your failure. Well, and I would challenge that and say, I do love you fully for who you are. But more importantly, I love you for who you want to become. And you said you want to become this person. And how dare me want comfortability and for you to like me because I don't like myself enough for you to not like me for a minute so you can become the person you want to be. Yeah. And so I, I'd say I actually accept you at a higher level than those other people because those other people aren't willing to, they're willing to accept you who you are now. They're just not willing to help you become the person you want to be. Yeah. And I don't know if I shared this with you because I didn't think it was important at the time, but in my mind, I was so focused on running that like I knew I was going to run and really get this point I have since changed it I'm running Monday Wednesday Friday because I don't want to ever like feel like I have to run on a weekend or a Sunday so I, I'm even doing that like I, I don't care how late it is on Monday night I drove here to Phoenix I drove for several hours I went to dinner like straight away with your parents and then I went straight home to say hello and before I actually before I came home I called my mom and said heads up don't think it's anything personal, but I need to take care of me and I committed to doing something. So I'm going to say hi, but then I'm going to put my shoes on. I'm going to go running. And I did just that. And I came home and I was like, mom, I felt that the whole way. I did not even want to run. My shins hurt so bad. I was sitting for like 10 hours plus. Like I, my body just felt like a lot worse than it has. I'm in different elevation. Like it just, I was just thrown off. Like I wasn't aligned and it was a really crappy run. However, I did it because I was like, I always, I always think back to something that we shared on a group text where you said, um, like, if you want different results, you have to start doing something different. And I want different results than what I have right now in my life. And so I have to like do those things that are uncomfortable, which is running more often because I do find that I enjoy it and I feel better after I run. But anyway, um, I had it in my mind and I wanted to fight you about it. And I wanted to tell you, no, I changed it to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'll go later when you leave, then I'll leave. But for you to give me that encouragement and for me to fight it was totally fine. Like I, I got over it. I'm glad you were in the place to understand like where it was coming from. It wasn't personal. And like I, I went around that, that park that we like to run around or that hospital and ran once. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm feeling it. Felt good. Are you still there? Yeah, and I, and I want to say I love you. I'm proud of you for running when you got there. You know, I, I thought that was amazing after driving for a long time that day. It uh, would have been an easy excuse. And I, and I think you got some um, advice and insight when talking about some of the stuff that your family's going through here. And the guy I talked to after, he's like, I think I was a little tough on Melanie 
Wait, and, can we uh, explain that real quick? Like, I think everyone on this podcast knows that I'm a part of, or I throw the events of Arena Talks and Into the Arena. Into the Arena is the one where the the family members of like those who had addiction or some kind of trauma, they come and they get their own kind of recovery. They think they're going to understand like how to have a better relationship and all this stuff, but we always find out that everybody individually has got to work on their recovery or their progress so that we can all come then come together. So anyway, I'll say work on their life. Yeah. Um, so anyways, one of the guys that I am teamed with, um, he gave you, he said the next day is like, oh man, I'm sorry. Maybe I was too hard on Melanie. Um, I, I gave her some hard feedback and it was, that was the night, like the night before that is when I told you the run thing, you know? And I said, mm-hmm. oh, don't, don't worry, man. Like it, I'm her husband. So if you said anything, he's like, so I guess we're just bad cop, bad cop. I guess I said, I guess, but again, to me, like love is helping somebody be better. Love isn't just going like, Hey, I don't have any problem accepting somebody if that's the way they love themselves. But many of us accept ourselves with things we're doing that we don't really love ourselves about. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I really want to do this. I want to do that. And yet, and like, that's what they want to do. And if they do it, they'll feel more love for themselves yet. We don't. And then other people go like, Oh, it's okay. You know, it's no big deal but it is a big deal because it, it slowly dwindles away at your soul and your confidence and how you believe about yourself. And so I think, you know, that was another time where getting that hard feedback from somebody benefits you and where a lot of us are afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not easy, but it is extremely beneficial because I love people enough to see them um, at the growth. You know, it's, um, I don't know if anybody knows this, but we're, we're LDS and, uh, before President Munson passed away, he gave a talk, and I always remember this. And he, and he met a kid that was out serving a mission, and I think he had baptized like 54 people. And it wasn't, it's not about the number, but it, he asked his kid, he's like, so were these people just people that were already studying stuff? And he said, no, these were all cold contacts in a sense. They were just knocking the door and found somebody. And he said, how do you do it? And he said, I, when I knock on the door and the guy's smoking a cigar and drinking a beer, I don't see him as that, that person. I see him in like his white clothes getting ready to get baptized. And I think if we can see the ones we love with more of that potential and where they're headed and help them stay accountable. And I mean, firmly accountable, not Firm. like, Oh, yeah, great. Do that. You should work on that. Like, no, if you're their accountability partner and you're their partner, they're, you're their teammate, then you better be prepared for them not to like you. And you better be prepared for you both to get to some work and some difficult, hard times and hard conversations. And oh yeah. That's, that's the truth. Oh yeah. Oh, that's beautifully said. You know, the more that I learn about relationships and like I said, like my family's working on being more open and honest and like keeping each other accountable. Um, the more that I get so, so grateful that I'm with you and both, <laughs> I don't even know, my mom listens to this podcast, so I'm interested to hear what she says afterward, but <laughs> um, I, like both my sister and my mom go, how are you and Chris? And they ask it in a way that makes me think like, do you think something's going on? But I I have said again and again, I think you and I, even when we were dating, like we're the type of people to seek improvement. We will seek the help. When we were dating, I said, hey, can we Skype my cousin? He has great dating advice. And you were like, yeah. So we Skyped him and we've kept those like dating principles and relationship principles with us in our marriage that we've been married for three years almost now. 
And like you and I are naturally the people that will seek out either, oh, this is kind of tough. Okay. It'll be good for me. Or we have a perspective of this is, this will be great for me. This is hard. I'll choose it. Let's seek out for help. I just think that's probably not very normal because it is very uncomfortable, but I think you and me have an uncomfortable level that is like on another planet from more or less most people who find like, oh, I can't tell them that they look fat in those jeans, but I hope you tell me I look fat in jeans so I don't go out in fat jeans, you know? And I will say, I probably will never tell you look fat in those jeans. What I'll do is encourage you on where you're at and how you feel about yourself for you to do the things so you feel good about yourself. Right. Like We've again. had this conversation earlier and it, <laughs> and it wasn't about like, you have to be to this desired weight or this desired look. It's about you feeling good about yourself and your own skin. Once again, this is where I'm like, wow, I am so grateful that I'm with Chris Avery. Like I get to be the lucky soul who gets to match with Chris Avery in this lifetime and forever. And I love it. I like these podcasts. We're going to do more. Not show. <laughs> um, and I, you know, like going back to, I, I always thought, you know, when I was, looking for a woman that I, I had like a list of, oh, I want it to be like this or be like that. You had and, a Pinterest board of girls. You're like future wife material is what the Pinterest board was named. Uh, but I realized none of that mattered. And all I wanted was somebody that like wants to like, first grow better, like for herself and then grow better yeah. together. And I think it goes back to, you know, average sucks. Um, like Michael Burnoff says, and, he, and I have those plenty of those shirts, average sucks. And like the other quote I have on my, one of my shirts that I made is I refuse to be average. And it's, you know, if we want the normal relationship, then you do the normal things. If you want above average relationship, that's the reason we talk to your cousin. It's because mm -hmm. you said he has above average relationship and we wanted to have that. Yeah. So um, it is about principles and applying those principles and helping each other stay accountable to those principles because it's not easy. And yeah. um, as much as you're being nice to me, a compliment, I, 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 I suck um, plenty of times about things I could do better in a relationship yeah. and the way I can handle things better and the way I, you know, cannot get upset or handle stress. Um, so I'm far from perfect. Um, I just suck less than I used to, you know, it's that. the old saying I'm far from where I used, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm far from where I used to be, you know, and that's, yeah. Thing. You know, you have those shirts saying average sucks, but I want one so, that I suck so, less. So, like, don't suck, just suck less. Well, I that could be dirty. <laughs> Never mind. That could go the other way. Wow. <laughs> just people you just to listen to purity of mind. I never thought that no. once. Look yeah, at where she right. went right away. Baloney. Hopefully, your mom listens to this no. so you guys can have a conversation. <laughs> you have to think about Let these things. Like, we can't name our kids like Filoni, then all the kids will call them Baloney Filoni. Like, you have to think about these. I'm just thinking forward. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so since this all started from how did, what were the highlights from the last few weeks? What were yours? I mean, you finished up a big project. So what were your highlights? Well, since finishing up with the party club with our uh, corn maze pumpkin patch client, it's been a lot slower to where I go, huh, I guess I'll reorganize our house again. I guess I'll clean again. I guess I will do stuff again and I found that I have a lot more free time and also in this time you and I have looked at our finances and we want to be uh, more wealthy in our finances so I've actually like I've I've never had a full-time job and I'm 26 and I'm seriously considering and I'm looking at them 
And just today, Sarah called me and she said, hey, so I was talking to my friend who's, who said she turned down an event planner job, but I gave them your number. And I was like, wow, like she's the best. So um, I'm super grateful for like the connections. And I know that there's an abundance of money out there. Um, I know there's abundance of events too. So I guess it was just a big like aha of, it was really awesome to see like how this year was going to turn out. There's been some opportunities, there's been some losses. So with event planning specifically, I'm kind of looking at like for a temporary or maybe make it more of like a side thing of events because I have another focus that I'm very excited for and it's going to fulfill me a lot more than just like twiddling my fingers and hoping that I can do more events when it might not be a reality right now. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. So I guess that was my biggest highlight. And then I drove to um, Phoenix and I guess you asked, so <laughs> I called you earlier and left you a voicemail and I didn't hear, I didn't know that you sent me a call back and also left a voicemail to right before we got on this call. And you said, you don't even know where Horseshoe Bend is. So for everyone who doesn't follow me on Instagram, their horse, Horseshoe Bend is in Page, Arizona. And it's like, right, it's right at the very top of the border between Utah and Arizona. If you're going that route on whatever freeway that is. Um, and there, it's, it's where like the Grand Canyon is a big river. I mean, there's like a grand area, but then there's water going through it. So the water will cut through the earth throughout the time. And it cut through a horseshoe shape. And that's a very famous spot people can go because you can see it's a huge river and you can see like all the layers of the rock on this side. You can see some vegetation at the bottom, some moss in the water. And you're like, you're way above it. It's almost, it's a little bit like gut wrenching to look over the edge and go, oh, there's my desk. So they recently have put up a railing, but anyway, it's just, it's a beautiful shot. You can Google it. I'm sure it's on like desktop backgrounds. If you ever have those ones that flip through throughout time. Um, but I decided to go on my way here to Phoenix. And that was a big highlight because for years I've wanted to come back there. Cause as a kid, we were driving somewhere as a family and we went there and it was, it was back before I think you even had to pay to get in. Like there weren't bathrooms. I don't remember there being anything. And now there's all this fancy stuff. It's an actual attraction. And it was, it was just beautiful. And it was a nice little break in my drive. So that's Horseshoe Bend. It was a highlight. That was cool. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. And then I guess I've been running three times a week. So I've really been enjoying like the person I am becoming. I'm, a, I'm becoming a person who runs, not like I, what is the difference? It's not that I want to run. I'm becoming a person who runs. Do I have that right? Sure. Is you remember back when I right said, now? back when I said, I want to do pull-ups and you said, why don't you become the person who does pull-ups instead? Yeah. I'm doing that mm -hmm. same thing, but for running and I'm enjoying the person I'm becoming who runs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's becoming something opposed to just creating a goal. Yes. Habit, habit formation. Because it's way more powerful to become something than it is just to achieve a goal and then be done with it. Oh yeah. That's for a different uh, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. Well, anything else about our story that we can share or talk about? I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure there'll be plenty of more that we can share and talk about, but you know, again, we can do that on another podcast. So I think okay. we covered a lot of good material and I don't, I, I think we went away a different direction than I thought we were going to in the beginning, but that's, Me too. Okay. that's where gems, that's how gems are made. So <laughs> um, my, my mother, 
I, t- I feel like I talk about my mom. I don't know how people see me as my, like they probably listen to this and go, she has like a freaky, really close relationship with her mom. It's true. I love her. But Why, she, freaky? Why can't it just be nice and healthy? No, it is very nice and healthy. I just don't know if someone's like, do you always spend time with your mom by how much I talk about my mom? <laughs> I have no problem with that. I love her. Um, it just shows you what kind of impact she makes in your life. Yeah. She said, do you guys ever plan out what you're going to talk about? And I go, uh, hardly. Nope. Never. Like maybe sometimes we say, oh, let's hit these points because they were good. Yeah. That's about That's it. it is. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy it. Thank you for spending some time. I know that you're at the office right now working. No worries. Thank you. I'm glad, to, glad to, that we can make some time to do it. Yeah, me too. Good, Good seeing to see you. you. Ooh. <laughs> We're so alike. <laughs> What's that? Whenever we shock each other, like when we kiss or something, we say, We're so electric. <laughs> The first time you said that, I laughed so hard. For some reason, when we would just like maybe sitting on the couch or just walking around and we would, you know, like a peck kiss, like, okay, bye. And then it would always be a little tiny shock. And so we almost, I remember like getting a little bit upset for just like, not real upsetness, but like, oh my gosh, why do we keep shocking each other? And then one time you pull back and you go, babe, we're so electric. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, it's really cute. Good I love memories. that. Very good. Got to turn those into fun times, you know? Oh, yeah. It was very fun. Well, it's been real. Thank you. <laughs> okay, until I, until I see you again. Yeah, I'll see you in a few days. Thanks for this. I love okay. seeing your face. Yeah, thanks for joining us for the podcast. We appreciate y'all being here. If you ever have any uh, insight on anything we say, we'd love to hear it. Send us some feedback. Absolutely. Thank you, bye.